0: about six months down the road uh things are going you know good still running the valve that's doing good telling your jokes doing good there you know it's uh just starting to like get kind of hot you know really yeah I'm, I'm, like in, in in terms of like like industry heat? No, like in in Texas, like the temperature. Oh, it's in fuck. it's in it's in like June. You that know
1: what I mean? sucks. I was so excited for a second. Oh no, no. So I'm just in a hot. Right, yeah, great. I mean,
0: yeah, it's it's six months from now. You know. <clears throat> I know. I just thought whatever. It's fine. No, it's certainly not uh the industry. Unless you're counting not the fucking Texas sun beating down on your brow as the fucking industry. Why would I count that as I don't know. the industry? Why would Aaron? you think? I, I don't know. I can't. I'm not in your brain. So it's just starting to get hot, right? It's, it's, a, it's a Friday night. You go to the Velve. You get everything set up.
1: Who's headlining uh, that weekend?
0: Um, You have uh, a headliner in from out of town. He's a a guy from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. What's his name? He uh, his he goes by Jack the Idiot. <laughs>
1: that is so fucking lame. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why did I book this guy? Um, because like people were so he kind of like talk about somebody who's got some fucking heat. Jack the Idiot has some real industry heat.
1: Oh good. He, Great. They, they they
0: they say he's a, the thinking man's blue collar comedy tour. I don't really get it, All right. But, uh people like he develops like a, a presence online and sure. like tours all over the country and people are like dude, you got to book, you got to book him, you know?
1: So he's like he's a brand.
0: Yeah. Okay. And you looked him you looked him up and he's like He's a capable comedian. You know, he's probably a guy who saw an angle and took it because the jokes weren't working. You know what I mean? And okay, that's, I mean, he yeah. panders a little and he leans in a little, but people like him. I can't begrudge somebody for doing that. No, so you book him and he, he's charging like $25 a ticket. Like, cool. He's like, you know, bringing in some serious cash into the Valve. So he's getting ready to headline he hasn't shown up yet you open the doors you step out into sixth street it's like every time you like go into work and you like unlock the front door you turn around and you look at sixth street and how empty it looks you know when like the (laughs) night is young and you sort of yeah you kind of observe it and you think to yourself soon this will change. And then you walk inside. And then, the uh, you know, so you get everything. Why do I think that? Because because you, what you like to do is you, you do that, and then you go inside. You spend some time setting everything up, getting everything ready, and you go to unlock the front door. And when you do and you open it, it's just like a different 6th Street. All these people are out. There's those, you know, horse cops dancing around, right? It's just like a bustling, thriving I'm thing. sorry,
1: the, the horse cops are dancing
0: around? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Uh, there's like. Do you mean that literally? Yeah, there's a, the Austin PD has four horses that they've trained to dance. Why? Wait. Why? Why? There's a, com- there's they a do big that? competition coming up.
1: <laughs> what is the
0: from, it's between it, who? It's uh so precincts all across the United States. Uh, they have it's called the it's called the <laughs> U.S. Police Force Horse Showdown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the police force horse showdown yeah. <laughs> It's the worst
0: Okay So it's basically like It's like a, a fucking horse Ooh, show sucks. You know Where they, they sure. take their horses And they uh, They have them like inspected You know There's some guy Like grabs their junk And like you know Looks at him and stuff <laughs> Okay uh, and then, But then there's like A talent competition And Austin PD Has a quartet Of dancing Horses they call them the uh, Clippity-Clop Squad.
1: Okay, but why are they on Sixth Street, Aaron?
0: Because they're they're horse cops. <laughs> you know.
1: So hold on. So they're trained to dance, but they're also yeah. on patrol.
0: Yeah. Okay. So they're, like right. when it's slow, they'll um they'll practice in the street. You know. <laughs> So they'll all, like, line up, and, like, people will gather around. (laughs) They put a hat down on the ground, make a few hundred bucks, you know? Nobody, you know. Wait, wait,
1: the cops make money for themselves? Oh, do they? (laughs) I don't think that's... Is that legal? Well,
0: it's frowned upon, but the real issue is that uh, on the other end of 6th Street, people are just fucking each other up. You know what I mean? Like, the cops are... Oh, yeah, the cops are preoccupied with this horse showdown. So, that's what I'm saying, like...
1: So there's a, a small window in time in which The cops will Abandon certain parts of 6th street Yeah So people just go crazy crime wise. Yeah. That's smart They call it
0: uh, uh, The dancing hour <laughs> Criminals all across Austin know That every <laughs> Friday and Saturday night From 1230 to 130 <laughs> If you avoid Sixth and Red River, you can do anything you want, and there's nobody—and I mean nobody—there to fucking stop you.
1: But it's so well known. Why do the cops keep doing it?
0: Because the cash they're raking in is worth it. The admiration—I mean, you know—the fans, the fans, baby. People come back. People set up lawn chairs in the middle of the street, just waiting for the, for the those dancing, dancing hour. ponies to come through. The Dancing Hour is such
1: a terrible name. It is an awful name, Aaron.
0: Yeah, I mean, people know. So there's like criminals all up and down 6th Street, just kind of like posted up by doors of bars, just waiting, 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 checking their watch, checking their phone. And when it hits 1230, they split. They are out, and they are criming it up. So that's what I'm saying is like, the beginning of the night, it looks so empty. And then you come out and there's dancing horses and there's crime. And it's just like a different time of day, you know? Yeah. So you, uh, you know, you're, you're, wild. You're doing the, you're doing the, the weekend there, right? You have um, like a bunch of new comics. Like there's a, it's like a new crop. Of comedians who are kind of coming around a lot. And like they're, they're Mm -hmm. like funny. And there's, there's a few people there that you think, yeah, they'll probably get like regular work if they stick with it. And
1: I'm going to have one of those shows soon.
0: Yeah. So you've like got your eye on a couple of people. And what does Michael Park think of it? I mean, he likes them. You know, he's like, a lot of good new comics coming through lately. He goes, it's about time. so um and you're like god bless you michael and you're like yeah you know i mean there, there's some good comics coming through some surprising people uh there's actually like there, there's a girl who, who lives in austin who was an olympic gymnast who's like yeah i, I want to do wow. stand-up i i love comedy and so she starts uh she starts coming out to shows and like doesn't want notoriety for you know what she accomplished in her life to that point she, she
1: wants to be judged on her comedy on the
0: quality of her comedy yeah
1: Okay, she's, I can respect that. Respect the hell out of yeah, that. Yeah, she's
0: like she's like weird and kind of quirky and awkward, and you know, she's just like a. She seems like a a normal like twenty three year old woman who just like is figuring out shit as an adult. The same things we all go through. She just happens to have competed at the highest level. Wow. So like she comes in. She's been coming in for like two months. Uh, It's always her and her gymnastics coach. He's like the guy who's always like who like trained her to be like a like a you know an Olympian. Now he's like transitioning into like training her to be like a comedian. He's not very funny. His his name (laughs) is uh uh Boris Fountain. Okay. And he uh he wears like a tracksuit still, you know, like the USA Fountain. yeah, the USA tracksuit. Always just kinda like posted up in the corner, arms crossed, you know. <laughs> he videotapes every set, but he's got like a giant like nineteen eighties camcorder still. And people are like, You can just do it on your phone. He just spits at him. You know, he's not like very well like So like So like you you uh You see her there. She comes in and says, hey, Pat, and Boris nods at you. Normally, he doesn't acknowledge your presence, but you say hello. Uh, She's there, and a couple of the other new comics are there. Weekend goes great, right? Next Thursday comes around. You go in for the open mic. She's supposed to be on the open mic. She comes in like late. She's like, hey, I'm so sorry. She goes, somebody broke into my house and they, she goes, they stole my medals. Dang. She goes, yeah. She goes, I had them in a safe. I don't know how anybody would have that combination, but somebody got in there and they, they, they took my gold medals. And She's like, I, she starts like tearing up and she goes, you know, I, I worked so hard like all my life, like growing up, like I gave up everything. To have that, and now it's just gone. Man, I'm sorry that happened to you. So she kind of like she kind of like tears up, you know. Yeah. She like takes a second. She composes herself, and she's like, you know what? That's like. She goes. That sucks. She goes. But that's like shit happens. I had him insured. You know, we're we're gonna call the police, and like, who knows? Maybe some. Maybe they'll turn up at a pawn shop somewhere. And she looks at you goes, okay. she's like, sorry for that. Thanks for listening. She grabs the the flashlight. She's hosting the the open mic. Yo okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Open mic goes pretty good. Weekend goes well too. And it's just nice. kind of like a thing that like she came out throughout the weekend and like saw shows and stuff. And uh and you, she was, like, updating you, like, that. yeah, they they filed a police report. People came over and, like, took photos of, like, the crime scene. And they're filing, like, an insurance thing. And you didn't realize, like, hey, these things are worth, like, a lot of, like, several hundred thousand dollars worth of of medals that she has. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, like, eye-opening to see into that world, you know? Okay. She's, like, clearly distraught by it. And it's, like, obviously okay. broken up by it. And she did a guest set on the weekend and had, like, written, like, a two-minute thing about it. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a, a really funny observational thing. And uh, you can tell that she's, like, oh, she's probably going to be, like, a pretty good comic. You know what I mean?
1: I love when people can do that, yeah. where something happens that day and they immediately have somehow a perfect two-minute bit about yeah. it. I love that. That's exactly I what happens. I fucking love that. Hell yeah, She comes
0: off and you're, like, hey, like, I know that I know what you're going through sucks right now, but, like that was pretty cool what you just did and we're taking shots yeah there's a shot you got a shot waiting on the bar <clears throat> you guys take a shot she's like thank you so much for just being incredibly helpful you guys take a shot cool but it's like one of those things that like bothers you because she's like a really nice person who who never did anything you know why why would you target somebody like that like the kind of person who does something like that is, is really really cruel yeah, it just it just kind of like got stuck in your in your craw, you know, Okay, That's something that you just kind of like, just like the just a blatant show of disrespect to another human being. It really bothered you and you thought about it a lot all weekend. Saturday night goes by. You go home Sunday. You just kinda of stew on it all weekend. And the more you think about it, the more it pisses you off. That so like, it's it's
1: it's really bothering me. It's
0: really bothering me because you've taken such a shine <laughs> to her as like somebody who's really like like a nice person and somebody who's giving a shit and like trying really hard and seeing results. But it's like, yeah, if it's not one thing, it's another, you know? And it really it really bugged you. So about 10 o'clock that night, you're just sitting there and you sit up just thinking about the whole situation, and you're tired of seeing the little guy being trounced upon, you know? You got sick and tired of seeing people just getting fucked over by a system or by someone, and you felt that there was a significant need to right some wrongs. So you take up a flaming sword of justice. Yeah. You walk outside You see the moon illuminating the sky You pull out your phone Out of one pocket You look at the time It says 11.59 Out of your other pocket You pull out a Milky Way midnight (laughs) You unwrap it Hell yeah. You look up at that fucking moon, you look at your phone, at the stroke of midnight, you take a bite. (laughs) Fuck yeah. You become little Pat Midnight.
1: I can't wait. Little Pat Midnight rules. I had such a great time last time.
0: When you take a bite out of that Milky Way, you look down, you're wearing like black slacks, black dress shoes. You got like a starched... Diff fucking white shirt tucked in there. You got on a like, black leather belt. You got on a red tie. You're wearing a duster and a fedora sits on top of your head. I'm little Pat Midnight. You're little Pat Midnight. You pull out your phone, uh, you message her, and you're like, hey, are you up? And she's like, Yeah, I'm just up working on something and he goes I got an idea what's your address she gives you her address you you, uh, get in your car you start driving over there you're like talking out loud you know you're thinking about you're like uh, you say like (laughs) yeah you're like who do such a thing gold medals Worth a lot. <laughs> I'm sucking myself up. Yeah, you're like, is this a crime of passion? Or is it a crime of money? Of greed? You know, there's only one way to find out. And then you, like, sure. you kind of, like, shift in your seat. Like, you're, like, sitting there kind of, like, forward on your right hip, you know? And then you kind of switch sides to your, to your left side. And when you do, you go... And you go... Got to talk to everybody in her life. See who'd want these medals. Who had access? <laughs> Got to pour over footage. Got to interview witnesses.
1: Hell yeah. And then you
0: kind of shift to where it's evenly. And you go, <laughs> to where you're like back facing the middle of the road. And you go, little Pet Midnight's on the case. Evil beware. So you um, you pull up to her house. It's like twelve thirty, right? It's very late. She uh she comes out and she sees you and she goes, Pat, what are you? And you kind of like put your finger to your lips and you go, Show me where the medals were. <laughs> she takes you inside. That's like very very nice <laughs> home. You like pop your duster when you walk, you know? Cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. You walk inside this house. She uh, kind of leads you through into like this office area. There's a, a wall safe. There's a like a, uh, a a large like painting of her on the metal stand. Off, off off the wall, sitting on the floor. The wall safe's open. You can see that it's like the wall around it has been fucked with. There's like you know, gouges in the wall. Parts of it have been chipped away. Somebody was, okay. you know. Somebody might have had an issue getting into that safe, but eventually they got in there. All right. So you um, you walk up to it, you put your head inside, you breathe in deep through your fucking nose. While your head's inside there, you you just you're like a industrial strength safe. Somebody had to know the code, but who? And if not, how? And then you pull your head out And you're like it Looks like they had a problem here Had to improvise And you run your hand along the edge And there's like, yeah. there's like A piece of the frame That's like metal And it pierces your skin And a single no. drop of blood Just pools And falls And lands on this pristine White carpet And you look over at her And she goes It's okay She's like it's okay She's like Are you Are you doing okay And you're like I'm doing fine Sure And you start asking questions You're like Who knew where the medals were And she was like My family And You know Boris obviously knew uh, some, right. some teammates knew But nobody really had the code She goes I, I don't even have it I'd, I'd have to It's on a computer somewhere So you um you like look around the house, you got a little magnifying glass out, you got a black light, you're doing a sweep. You decide that you're gonna put in a phone call to some friends of yours who uh who know where to buy things they shouldn't be able to buy. You've made friends with guys in like an underground illegal trading network. Like people who buy like stolen goods all the time. You put a phone call in. You call his name's T-Bone. You call T-Bone and he goes, hey, what's up, LPM? And you go, <laughs> "You go, hello, T-Bone. I got a client, gold medals, three of them. <laughs> One for every win at the Olympics. And he, I, I
1: get right to the point, huh? Dude,
0: dude Little Pad Midnight does not fuck around. Wow. And he goes. He like T Bone kind of laughs, and he's like, "He goes, oh, he, he goes. We knew somebody was gonna come looking for him sooner or later." He's like, "Yeah, I know who's got him." He gives you an address. You turn to the the gymnast, and uh, I don't think we even said her name, have we? Uh, it's uh, her name is Marty. <laughs> Dinkins. <laughs> Marty Dinkins yeah okay and so you turn to Marty and you're like got a guy who might know some things you look at her in the eyes and you go I'll be seeing you kid and you fucking pop that duster (laughs) and you leave wow you go to the address right It's like a like a pawn shop. You walk around. You see that there's like a. You know where like the, there's like clearly like an office in there. You know, you got a flashlight. Okay. You like look around. You don't see anybody coming. You like jimmy a door open. You know, or like a, oh sorry a window, and you, okay. you kind of like, hop inside. you wind up getting into this office and uh, there's a notepad on there and you're like looking around and you see that like something was written on the notepad and you kind of like do that trick where somebody takes another piece of paper and they like shade over it and it tells you what the person wrote before, you know? Yeah. And it just says three gold medals and it's underlined three times. And then it says, uh, Tomorrow, 8.30 a.m., Ken's Donuts. Whoa. I know exactly where that is. And then you think that to yourself, you're like, maybe a cruller, maybe a crime. Only one way to find out. (laughs) So little pet midnight, you go to get out the window, right? You fucking pop that duster. (laughs) Cool, good. Jump out the window. You do a rolling somersault. Hop up right on your fucking feet. Jeez. You stay up the whole time. You go to Ken's Donuts at like 7.30. You're just kind of parking a little ways away. Sure. You... um. You see like the the guy that t-bone knows like probably a guy who like is in this pawn thing you see the guy like pull up in his car he gets out he kind of like waits by the front door looking nervous you know on his phone kind of tapping his toe okay a couple minutes later you see like a like a conversion like van like a 1990 Chevy conversion van pull up like one of those big fucking old vans, you know, all the windows are tinted. You see the guy at the, at the, the pawn guy, you see him like, look at the driver and he kind of nods. You can see him like walk over. You hear him kind of talking like you, you're like, you're like clearly listening, you know? Okay. And uh, you hear him talking and they're like, you got it. And you just hear like a grunt. It's like very hushed. Do you do anything? Yeah, I guess I peek my head. I peek my head and you can, when you peek up, when you look up, you see the van, but it's like pretty heavily tinted. You can't really see, plus like the orientation of where it is. You can't really see who it is, but you can tell that they're like, they're in the driver's side facing away from you. And the pawn guy is on the other side, like, outside this door. Okay.
1: Um, Kind of, like, sneak up on them?
0: Yeah, I guess. If you want.
1: Yeah, sneak up on them. I try to learn what's going on.
0: So you kind of, like, sneak up. Uh, you're, like, sneaking through the parking lot, you know? Yeah. And uh, you, like go to get to like behind the van. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you get up to the van, you kind of creep around the side and you're like trying to listen around to where the conversation's happening. Yeah. And you're like sneaking through the parking lot, that fucking duster. Hell yeah. Dragging behind you. (laughs) And you get up to like the side of the van and you're kind of like posted up on the side and you're, as you're like sneaking around uh, to the back of the van, one of the guys at Ken's Donuts comes out And he goes hey what's up Pat Dean And uh, he, he's like Hey yeah you coming in Cause you're He, he recognizes you from being at Ken's Donuts So much uh, As soon as that God happens you hear no. You hear like a Russian voice go What the hell And you look up as you're like looking through the back Window you lock eyes with Boris in the rear view mirror of that Fucking van You see those white reverse lights come on, (laughs) and you say to yourself, holy shit, is this the end of Little Pad Midnight? (laughs) And then he slams on the gas, and he backs over you in the parking lot of Ken's Donuts, and you die. (laughs) He backs over you, and then he drives over your body again. Marty Quits Comedy.
1: I haven't been to Ken's Donuts in like a year and a half.
0: Man, that guy knew who you were though.
1: Maybe he saw me do comedy.
0: No, he uh he as he he came out before he like went out, he he said to somebody in the back, he was, Oh shit, it's Pat. Hey, drop another dozen. And right <laughs> no, fuck and, and the guy off. the guy on the fryer was like, Oh fuck, I better make it a baker's dozen. We call God that we call that the Dean dozen. Around here, (laughs) you can go to Ken's Donuts and order a Dean Dozen, and it's actually 14 donuts. (laughs) Fuck off, dude. But you can't anymore because you fucking died in their parking lot. (sighs)
1: Fuck you, dude.